Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Calmly Create Wealth podcast, U.S. Elections and Stocks to Outperform edition. My name is Marcel Mares, and I'm a portfolio strategist for Century Funds. And today on the podcast, we have Jack Hall, portfolio manager for Century U.S. Equities. Uh, Jack will discuss his views on the elections uh, and U.S. equities performance and, and what companies and sectors he likes over the next 12 months. But before we get started, a quick re recap over the last 30 days. Century U.S. equities, as represented by the Century U.S. Growth and Income Fund, are up 3% versus 2.5% for the S&P 500. Key contributors for the Century funds included the healthcare sector, with names such as Cigna and LabCorp, the communication services sector, which included Facebook, Google, and Live Nation, and lastly, the financial sector, which included names such as KKR, SLM, and JP Morgan for the Century Funds. The main detractor for the Century U.S. funds was the IT sector with companies such as MasterCard, Visa, and CGI. Okay, so on to the questions for our guest. Jack, Joe Biden will likely be the president-elect, but three days after the elections, this is still an unknown. Maybe more important for capital markets is that we do know with greater certainty that the House and the Senate will be split. Why is the market reacting positively to this development? And what are some of the short-term implications of the split house uh, and Senate and longer-term implications of Biden victory over Trump? Thanks, Marcel. And, and yes, you're exactly right. It, it does seem, as we sit here today, that, that uh, Biden will be the next president of the United States. Um, and as everyone has seen by the kind of a, the big reaction from the stock market, it clearly is viewed as a market positive. Um, this may seem kind of uh, odd to some, to some. Uh, and the reason being uh, that by having Biden win but not control the House and, and Senate means that there's a kind of a check and balance on him. So any of his kind of uh, non-market friendly policies, such as raising taxes, increasing regulation, probably won't happen. So essentially what you're going to have for the next two years at minimum is, is gridlock. And that just means basically no change and the status quo continues. The market wasn't pricing this in. Uh, if you think about the polls, everyone was calling a, the next big blue wave. Biden had 10-point leads. Clearly, the polls were, were wrong again. Um, this was a perfect outcome, actually, for our, our funds. Uh, going into this election, we, we thought um, some risks were being mispriced. Uh, so, for example, in managed care, uh, everybody was highly discounting uh, that sector. So we own Cigna United Health in the portfolios. And the reason there was they were worried that Joe Biden was going to come in, despite the fact he had talked about not being quite as left as uh, some of the other uh, potential nominees, such as uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Uh, he still was more in favor of kind of a, a more of a public uh, system for healthcare, which is obviously not good for private healthcare insurers. Uh, this outcome is, is very good because it's highly unlikely he'll be able to push through any significant types of reforms for these businesses, which we think are are amazing businesses at low multiples. Um, we also uh, have a position in, in a company called Sally May. They do student lending. Uh, one of Joe Biden's kind of uh, platforms or, or ideas was to make um, education more more accessible and um, also a few kind of small intricacies within bankruptcy court, which would have been unfavorable to the student lending uh, market. Uh, that doesn't look like it's gonna happen either. So. Those type of names have done extremely well, and um, we, we were positioned well uh, in the portfolio for that, this outcome. Okay, great. And, and just for the listeners, uh, Sally May is the SLM that I mentioned in, in my opening remarks. Okay, on to the next question, Jack. 
Century funds are known for superior long-term risk-adjusted returns. However, over the last one, two-year period, some of the U.S. equities lagged the index. This was primarily due to an underweight to FANG-M, overweight exposure to financials, and exposure to experienced stocks, such as concert providers and online travel booking. Over the next 12 months, which sectors and companies do you think will drive the mandate's uh, performance, and why diversify away from some of the winning FANG-M names? So that's a great question. So, so Fang M is, I think, everybody now appreciates if they didn't before, um, are just amazing businesses uh, with amazing balance sheets. And this year, they saw an acceleration in, in basically the digitization of all of our lives. So I'm not going to sit here and say any of these are, are, are not amazing businesses. We own quite a few of them in the portfolio. To your point, uh, somewhat underweight relative to, say, the S&P 500, which was a headwind um, this year. Um, but I would say uh, to us, the only pushback we would have on some of these names is if you look at valuation on, on many metrics, they are starting to become a bit rich. And, and we do think as you kind of revert back to a, a normalization of society, which is the camp we're in, that at some point there will be some sort of medical solution um, and that will allow kind of society to move forward. Uh, some of these businesses, I think, like, let's just take Amazon, for example, I, I, I do think there was um, a pull forward and a, a structural change and acceleration away from buying products at stores to buying online. And we did a great job in the portfolio, uh, identifying that fairly early, and we added to Amazon kind of at the March lows. But I do think when you look out to 2021, there's going to be a certain percentage of people uh, who are buying products right now on Amazon that maybe won't buy as much um, on Amazon when they can kind of go back out into society and feel comfortable going to shopping malls and, and, and things like that, not to take anything away. And I, I do think they've like, like it's well-documented. They have kind of accelerated that market share gain in Canada. For example, they've got online retail has gone from seven to 11% share. I just think that's being priced in and, and the multiples being subscribed to some of these names is that basically pricing in those type of, revenue growth and, and share gains um, for the next few years, where I think if you do have a normalization, you would rather be in names um, such as MedTech, uh, which we own in the portfolios. Uh, we own quite a few names, but I would say Baxter, Boston Scientific, Medtronic. And, and the thought process there with MedTech is, is nothing structurally changed with those businesses. Um, there's people still are gonna have to get procedures done. They're gonna go after with their pacemaker change. It's our, we also own striker. You might need to get your hip or knee replaced. Um, these procedures can be deferred, but they can't be, uh, you don't magically get better type thing, right? And, and so we don't think anything is disrupted in those businesses, minus the fact people were a bit nervous to go to hospitals. And we think that as you come out of this, though, there's a huge pent up demand for these procedures and you're going to start seeing them, them happen. And so we think the opposite. So you look at Amazon, great business. I think you might have a situation where it decelerates next year versus um, med tech, an example, I, I think next year that that business accelerates as this pent up demand gets kind of executed on. So we're trying to be cautious of balancing that. We don't want to, we do want to own these amazing businesses, but on the same hand, I see more upside and more opportunity in, in some of these kind of reopening trades as, as we've kind of discussed previously. Okay. That's great. Uh, and, and one last question in what scenario do you see century funds shine or, or outperform the S and P 500? Yeah, so as we kind of tried to describe over the years at Century, we view ourselves as GARP investors. I know that's a term that's extremely overused. 
Um, but we're GARP investors in a growth market, frankly, for the last few years. And, and the fact that we've been able to kind of keep the funds in like a, a second quartile position, um, despite a, a market that's really not, um, doesn't suit our style extremely well, is it, it, we're, we're fairly happy with. And I think the way we've positioned the funds and, and where we think we can excel is kind of what I was talking about a little bit there earlier is you, you get a vaccine and you get a bit of a re return to normal in, in 2021. And, and we aren't naive to think that some businesses are structured to change forever. So we're not going to buy businesses where, um, like, for example, a shopping mall, I, I do genuinely think some percentage of those businesses are lost forever. But there's many businesses like MedTech where I think those businesses will come roaring back. Um, so we put in our, our portfolio names such as Bookings. Um, they're a, an online travel agency. So we and they actually don't really do very much um, business travel, which once again, kind of in that bucket of, I think it comes back, but I don't think it, I think it could take a long time, if ever, for business travel to get to where it was prior to the pandemic, but they focus more on consumer travel. And, and I don't think that desire to travel has changed at all. So I, I think there's going to be a huge pent up demand for travel as we go to the other side of this. Um, in, in those portfolios, we own Live Nation, we own uh, Liberty Braves Baseball Club. Um, I, I don't think sports franchises have uh, the desire to go to a sporting event have changed um, concerts, same sort of idea. And we see just tremendous value in those type of names. So I, I think we are positioned pretty well uh, with our barbell approach. Um, so on one end of the barbell, you do have those Fang M stocks we've talked about, the Amazons, the Microsofts, the Google, uh, the Facebooks. Um, but on the other side, and I would say we're slowly increasing the weight to those type of reopening trades, those med tech names, those like live nation names. And I think we're really well positioned for that kind of uh, whenever we get the, the return to normalcy. Um, I, I think we're going to be uh, really well positioned to benefit, to do well and outperform the market at that point. Okay. That's great, Jack. That was very insightful. And we appreciate your perspective. For the listeners, if you want to know more about Century U.S. funds and other Century funds, check out CI.com. And join us next week for another update on Century Funds. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns net of fees and expenses payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.